And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Friday Road Show, Hail Varsity Radio, here in La Vista, the Herdad Sports Bar and Grill. Book it. Friday nights, we are here, here for uh, getting you ready for Louisiana Tech. And if you're headed off to prep football tonight in the Metro, uh, get something in your tummy. That is, uh, as uh, our dear friend Gorman suggests, some of those uh, cheese curds in the Bang Bang sauce. No, no, he didn't say cheese curds. No, I'm saying, but that's... But, you do cheese curds in the bang bang sauce, yeah. but you do the corn nuggets yes. in the bang bang sauce. The cheese curds in the bang bang sauce sounds like the absolute play right now. It, I, it is. I'd be so in for that. I, I want to try. I want to try some some wings in the bang bang sauce. Ooh, or fried pickles. Fried pickles is is, See, is an option. I really don't think anything deep fried is going to be bad in the bang bang sauce. No, it's that good. Well, just give me a, a you know a wrap in the bang bang sauce. Uh, Randy chimes in with his prediction, his Sunday headlines, uh, the polar bear with two more sacks. He is up there for TFLs. Uh, a lot of that front seven or front six or however we want to define it is right there. We're going to effort Jacob Padilla, try and get him locked in as uh, he is covering volleyball tonight, Nebraska, Ohio State. Jacob will also give us a lowdown on Grandmama Part 2. That's Larry Johnson. Head of the Creighton and some football thoughts, as always, from Jacob Padilla. So we'll get uh, connected with him in a short amount of time on the stream. And oh, here he is. You mention his name, and all of a sudden he appears at his couch. And I love the artwork behind his right ear. It's a, it's a turkey, Jacob. It's from and, the niece, correct? Yeah, the niece did the turkey. And and I... I offered to, to use my hand one time for my two little nieces, uh, Evie and Ella. And, and Ella, my four-year-old niece, has a switchblade, and she wanted to play the knife game. So I had to quickly <laughs> um, punt that idea. But, uh, Jacob, good to spend time with you. At Jacob Badilla underscore is where you find him. We're talking about Sunday headlines, Jacob. So we'll start there before we go to volleyball. And what are you uh, thinking Husker Nation is is talking about or is a headline Sunday after Nebraska Law Tech? Uh, Obviously, the first headline is going to be whatever happens with the quarterback spot. And that's, I mean, that's been every headline throughout the season to this point. And small sample size, we've got two games of Sims, one game of Harburg. uh, And obviously, we've got the previous data to, to look back on as well. But none of that directly applies to this specific situation. Um, so it's only kind of part of the story. So uh, Matt Rule has played it pretty close to the – and actually it seems like we've gotten some um, mixed signals from the coaches throughout the week. Like every time we've heard from them, it sounded a little bit different in terms of the likelihood of one versus the other and how, how that's going to play out. Uh, just kind of kept us guessing. So um, – I don't know what to think about. I think if Sims is 100% healthy, like he'll start, but I don't know if he's, I don't know how close to 100% he has to be for that to be the case and where he is on that scale. Uh, I mean, Rule talked about, hey, there's what, Thursday or, or Wednesday, whenever it was, talked about how he wasn't 100% there with like all the run plays yet, like all the actions they want to run with the quarterback. And um, so, like, if, you don't necessarily want feel comfortable with him doing that, then 
probably don't want him out there at all. Let him get healthy. So um, no matter who starts, we're obviously going to have big reactions because, again, that, that's the fascinating thing about college football is you think about just how small of a sample size it really is. You, you just get 12 games, and, and that's it. You look at a lot of other sports, and there's a heck of a lot more data to – uh, to study and to learn from. Whereas football, we, we react this way because this is it. We get 12 games to look at, and that makes every game matter so much. So uh, I think people, there are a lot of people that are kind of set on their opinions of the, the two quarterbacks um, based on what we've seen so far. And I just don't think that's a wise position to take. Um, I, I, I think as the season goes on, if so, say Sim starts the whole season. I think you're going to get better play, less turnover, some of the weird stuff that that'll down. And if Harburg were to start the whole season, I think you'd see a, a few more turnovers, a few more negative plays in there than, than maybe we saw in that first start. So um, I, I don't think it's necessarily clear cut uh, as a lot of people seem to think. And I'm sure Saturday will just uh, kind of fire up some more opinions about it. So Jacob Badillo with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking Nebraska, Louisiana Tech and previewing some of the headlines that we're going to see on Sunday. And, and Jacob, tell me, as the week wears on, do you still think we're going to see both quarterbacks in some capacity tomorrow? Or does it really come down to the health of Sims? Because we've discussed a lot on, on this show this week that this is really your last test before you need to decide who your quarterback is going to be for Big Ten play and, and even more short-term, who your quarterback is going to be for Michigan, kind of the last rebuttal opportunity for Sims before that happens. Do you still think that we're going to see both quarterbacks on Saturday, or do you think that the, the health of Sims could keep him off the field for another week altogether? Yeah, if, if Sims is healthy enough to play, I think he will see both uh, because I think Nebraska will be in control of the game enough to where – you can get to your second units there later on in the game. And I, I think they'll maybe maybe go a little bit quicker with that, with the quarterback change, than, than maybe just the last drive. Um, you could probably see uh, him get a couple of maybe the whole fourth quarter or whatever if Nebraska is firmly in control. Um, but I I don't – like I, I think uh, – if it's going to be Harburg the whole time, I think it'll it'll probably be just because they're not comfortable with where Sims is at. And I don't necessarily know what that means for Michigan. I think if Sims is healthy enough, I think he'll he'll get the start again unless he just kind of uh, doesn't do what he needs to from week to week leading up to the game. Um, so, But you still want to get uh, Harburg some, some reps there so you're comfortable with both guys. And this is kind of your last non-conference opportunity to, to maybe do that, to get guys ready for what you're going to find in, in Big Ten play. And Jacob, to follow up on that, you kind of briefly hit on it with what does that mean for Sims if he doesn't play tomorrow against Michigan? In your opinion, I know you're not a part of the coaching staff. There's a reason those guys make all the money. But in your opinion, if a guy like that misses back-to-back home games and, and Harburg puts up two good performances, the momentum you'd have to think is in Harburg's favor following what we saw from Jeff Sims through the first two games. I, I don't see, at least it's, it's more difficult for me to see a scenario where, where Jeff Sims, after two poor performances, misses two games, then comes right back to start against a top five team in the country. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, Rule himself said, he's going to, the decision is going to be based on who he thinks gives them the best chance to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, what plays into that is the preparation, the 
the practices leading up to the week, the mastery of the playbook and the ability to run different things. Like you're going to have to be able to do, you're not going to be able to go super conservative against Michigan and be able to have success in in that game. You're going to have to have everything available. You're going to have to try some things that maybe you wouldn't otherwise do or that we haven't seen yet. Um, Cause it's going to, you're going to have a tough time moving the ball and keeping up with them. I would imagine. So um, I, I think while we, we only get to see the games and, um, and, and again, we see that Harvard performance, I think in kind of at the end of it probably looked a little bit better than if you were to go and evaluate every little decision. Um, whereas the, the Sims, performances were probably worse uh, or felt worse than they maybe were because of the the big splash plays and with the way coaches think it's in every rep matters throughout the week during the games all that stuff factors into their decision um so i i I definitely like i don't know that oh if sims doesn't play this week i wouldn't say that guarantees that oh yeah harvard definitely gets the start I think it'll still be uh, – there's a lot that more that goes into that than just these last two weeks. But if Harvard goes in there and takes advantage of his opportunity and maybe looks even better this week than he did last week, I think that will make that a much tougher call for, for rule than maybe he thought it would be going into the season. A couple minutes here with Jacob Padilla on Hale Varsity Radio. When you talk about the running back room and obviously very banged up as we learned on Monday, but – when you look ahead to Sunday and potential headlines that could happen with that running back room, say Anthony Grant struggles, I feel like we're going to get a sense, at least from the fan base perspective, is that the sky is falling. And I, I don't know what like <laughs> kind of extreme you're going to get on Sunday, and I want to get your take. What do you expect to see regarding specifically the running backs the day after the game? Yeah, yeah. If we get a fumble, uh, fumble <laughs> loss from from Grant during the game, then people are yeah, jumping it's out over. of North it's Stadium. Over. Yeah, Sunday Sunday might be rough, um, but I, I think <laughs> I think he's gonna I, I think he's a good enough back that as long as they give him some some blocking, I, I think that he'll be able to do good uh, do a good enough job um, to kind of at least not make that the, the major focal point. We're obviously talking about it right now because wondering, all right, how many how many carries does he get? Do we see the younger guys behind him um, who we haven't seen yet? Emma Jobson obviously has only done kick returns. Quinn Ives hasn't. Uh, been active hasn't been uh, in the picture at all to this point um, but I, I put together kind of a I went back and watched all of Grant's uh, carries and touches from uh, the first game and the, the this last game during the season and I, I, he is probably their most dynamic runner and I think th- that that first game struggled a little bit against Minnesota he had no blocking I, I didn't see there's maybe one play where I thought okay he could have done a better job there Every other negative play, even the fumble, there were two missed blocks on that play. He broke one tackle, and then the guy that popped the ball free should have been blocked by somebody else. And he got back into the play from behind and made a play because he didn't get blocked. So I, I think if Nebraska can find a way to clear the, the, the way enough for Grant to have a chance to get, on, get some one-on-ones, get to the second level, then I don't think the running back – I think we're probably talking about it more now. I think people will feel fine heading into – the next week, as long as we don't get a fumble. Jacob, can I keep you two minutes on the other side to hit some volleyball and, and Larry Johnson? Is that good with you? Yeah, I owe it to you for the delay. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> He's saying, oh, Jacob owes us nothing. Oh. He's fantastic. Look at that. Oh, what do we have here? There's the first round of 75 wings. 
the shrimp, the Bang Bang Shrimp. I'm going to take a picture of that are, before I devour it. Are we going to name this episode Bang Bang Sauce by the that, times see, we that, have that, mentioned That may it. not get the, um, the clearance to be posted. <laughs> this is how I'm going to okay. put it. But we, we could. It's, oh, it's an idea. It's thanks an idea. for sharing, Elijah. I took one. Have you had the Bang Bang Shrimp here, uh, Jacob? Uh, I have not, no. Mm. Okay. So good. Yeah, Elijah's not going to share. He, uh, he had them bring three sets of uh, silverware with knives. <laughs> so he is going to fend that thing off. More with Jacob Padilla. We're here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista. We invite you out. We're here till 6. Live music follows us. More with Jacob on the way with Hale Varsity. Hale Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hale Varsity Radio. Well, Nick Saban is right on that rejoin. I did not blow on the shrimp before I dove in. And uh, a little warm, a little hot. <laughs> but the, uh, the Bang Bang shrimp is incredible. The corn nuggets... I will have to negotiate to get one from Elijah as we're here at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill. Thank you, Gorman, for some munchies. And it was a priceless moment when you bit into that shrimp because you went with the most classic reaction ever of somebody who bites into something hot, which is <sighs> going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it was priceless. <laughs> I will survive. Jacob Adela has given us some <laughs> overtime. Jacob, to, to volleyball we go. I want to take on. Nebraska tonight, twenty-one uh, number 21, Ohio State comes to town. Let's talk matchup for a second. Nebraska's number two in the country. They're incredible defensively. They are serving much better overall, and their their freshmen are not playing like freshmen. The talent is enormous. But any threat tonight that you see by Ohio State? Yeah, I mean, they're playing one of the, the best players in the conference, and Emily Londot, who's averaging almost five kills a game. And anytime you play a, a team with a, a, a talent like that, you're going to have to go out and execute. And Ohio State, they've, you look at their, their schedule, what, lost like six straight, but all the top 25 teams, including some top 10 teams in there. So it, it's a team that's as tested as any team in the country, They've already faced some of the best teams um, and have gotten a chance to kind of figure out, all right, what works, what doesn't work, and now they're resetting, heading into conference play. So uh, it's going to be tough most nights in the Big Ten. Um, six different ranked teams, and some of those others outside the outside the top 25 are, are no slouches as well. So, yeah, Ohio State's going to be a challenge. Um, fortunately, it seems like Nebraska is getting healthy. Again, uh, I think Coach Cook mentioned that Lindsey Krause, Laney uh, Choi Boy have been back in practice and will be available this weekend. So that's a great sign after um, missing those two against Kentucky last week. Um, but I think Nebraska feels good about where they are heading into this matchup for sure. And, and Jacob, you mentioned Kentucky. I think just about everyone in Nebraska and, and really a lot of people around the country as well have seen that incredible rally against Kentucky. I was going crazy in my living room watching that. Just a fantastic performance of, a, of, of athleticism by both teams. And something we've talked about with Husker football this year is the fact that, that the defensive performances, if they can continue to stack those, it's going to give them a chance in every single game that they play this year. And kind of gets back to the old adage of 
offense wins games, but defense wins championships. Does that adage hold true for volleyball as well? Uh, John Cook certainly believes so. Um, that's how that's what he bases his teams on every single year. I think they probably spend more time on defense, on on passing, um, on, on their blocking than a lot of a lot of other programs probably do. Um, it's just the it's what they build uh, their their program on year in and year out, and you see that uh, more often than not, they're top five, top one in, in the country in defense, and here they are again, uh, number one in the country. Uh, he he wasn't in, tell you he uh, two four set wins against top twenty five teams. Uh, they're number one in the Big Ten in offense, number one in defense, and all he was worried about was them allowing. Uh, the last two opponents to hit over 200, which is the first time anybody's done that all year against them. So the Cook is uh, – that, that definitely tells you kind of what he's focused on. Defense will always be first for this team. Uh, and now we're starting to see the offense come along. And that's kind of where the letdown has been the last few years is the offense hasn't necessarily been consistent. There have been some breakdowns between the passing, the setting, the terminating. Um, it just hasn't really flowed together. Um, enough to go all the way and win a championship. The defense has been at that level. The offense has been. And I think so far this season, we're seeing the offense has risen closer to where they are defensively, and that'll give them a great shot to make a run this year. Jacob, we'll wrap with you, bud, here. Thoughts on Larry Johnson, head of the Creighton. We'll get back to some Husker football talk in a moment, but uh, great pickup for the Jays. Yeah, uh, you can go check out my Twitter feed. Um, I will continue to call it that. Um, but uh, I just put together a thread with some clips on him, just kind of breaking down what I saw from him from uh, the summer circuit playing on the EYBL uh, for Team Thad. Just really explosive athlete. Downhill, powerful driver. He just, I think, is going to be a really good complement for a team, particularly that class that has other shooters. You've got Jackson McAndrew. You've got Ty Davis in that 2024 class, both uh, more perimeter-oriented players. You got those guys spreading the floor and then Johnson getting downhill and dunking on people. So really good pickup for Creighton. Uh, and I think he's going to be a great compliment for what they already have and will have coming back. Like Jacob, I, I get what you're saying though, about the, uh, the whole Twitter feed. I'm going to continue calling it that as well, because like if I were to say, Hey, go check that, go check out that on, on my ex. Like I wish nothing but the worst for her. Like I don't want anyone to be checking out my ex. So <laughs> wow. Only, only you would make that joke. <laughs> Thank you. Jacob liked it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that, that works well. At Jacob Padilla underscores where you find him on Twitter. And that's how, uh, that's how I kind of stick to it as well. Jacob, we're looking forward to your coverage tonight. We'll see you tomorrow in the press box. Thanks for the time, bud. Thanks. Should be fun. All right. There he is. Jacob Padilla with us. Good to get caught up with him. We're at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista. You're invited out. Show till 6. Live music follows. Get the Bang Bang Shrimp. Thumbs up. Blow on it first, of course. And then hammer the corn nuggets as well. Elijah's giving you two thumbs up there. We'll get to some of the comments. We'll dive in uh, in hour two with Bill Dolman and some time at 525. Wants and needs out of Saturday for Nebraska football heading into Michigan. But first things first, and that's handling Louisiana Tech. Reminder, we're at the single barrel tomorrow, noon to two, ahead of kickoff pregame show, Hail Varsity Weekend Edition. So, Excited to see you there. Brendan, our friend from the Black Hills, chimes in. He wants some turnovers tomorrow on defense. I think that's uh, going to be key. I think that's a headline. Part of why I went with the, the defense, even over the quarterback and running back question marks. 
Moonbot7 says it'll be hard to bench Grant if he starts fumbling. He is dynamic. You don't know what you got uh, necessarily behind. We haven't seen Emmett in live action. You haven't seen Ives either. And then uh, Tim chimes in. Is Teddy healthy? You think Teddy goes from nine snaps, snaps to about 20 tomorrow? Yeah, it's it's the acclimation process. And, and I don't have any inside information here. I'm not giving you the 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 behind the scenes info but from what i can tell this seems to be a case of let's get this guy ready to go for big 10 play let's do it the right way we're not going to throw him into the fire we're going to acclimate him into football and then uh by the time michigan's in town i think you're gonna feel a little more comfortable maybe not giving him all the snaps but giving him the lion's share if you acclimate him correctly if you could get that left side of the line shirt up by michigan and they can be different but better with the run game with some play action with a tough quarterback uh, the offense could look markedly different. Cruz says, what's up? Healthy debate. I want to see Harburg against a Big Ten defense before he, he's looked at as a season-long starter. Very fair. Uh, whoever goes up against Michigan is going to need an ice bath for an extended period of time. So there's that. Matthew asks the obvious question, and it's a great question. What is in the bang bang sauce i don't mess with chefs right i've been scared by gordon for many years uh, i think the answer to that question is come try it and tell us what you think yes we'll get to more of your comments on the stream we'll wind down our one road show friday as hail varsity radio here at Hurt at sports bar and grill